You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. In today's show, we try to fix the Texans running back group for next year, and it needs fixing. Welcome aboard, everybody. Robert Land, also host of the Houston Sports Talk podcast. Hope you hear me over there as well. I'm here with my co-host, as usual, Brian Patterson, who runs and contributes to Fansided's HouseofHouston.com. Hope you enjoy his work on his website. Thanks for diving into your best daily source of Texans news, views, and interviews, and good news for the Texans because there were rumors that Gary Kubiak would be Jacksonville's new offensive coordinator. That'd be a big step up for the Jags, but instead of going to Jacksonville, Kubiak took a job as an assistant coach, assistant head coach, and offensive coordinator for the Vikings. His son, Clint, will be the QB coach for Kirk Cousins. And that sounds like a good fit for Kirk Cousins. And if you're wondering, the Vikings aren't on the schedule for the Texans next year. So we escaped one right there. Uh, Next up, Brian, this next story I messaged you about today because I found it bizarre that the Colts were getting rid of their offensive line coach after he turned their O-line around this year. But then I stumbled on this story, and I'll get your reaction in just a second, but I'd missed this last month. One of their offensive linemen, Denzel Good, had to leave the team after his brother was murdered. He told The Athletic, quote, I came back after my brother was murdered and I was dealing with a lot of personal issues. That didn't sit well with my coach. He wanted players that fight through things and play. He told me that as long as I was there, I would never play for him again. I would never play another down because he felt disrespected. Uh, Good ended up asking GM Ryan Ballard for his release from the Colts, which he granted. Good had nothing to say except good stuff about the organization, Brian, but not so much about his offensive line coach. And and, and, and I, I get it. I mean, that's terrible. The move the Colts made uh, was the right one. You know, no matter how much production got out of the offensive line, that is unacceptable. And um, it honestly was the right thing to do because there's a human element when you lose someone that you love. And I don't know if that coach, you know, ever experienced that losing a loved one that close, like your brother, your mother, your your father. I've lost both in my lifetime. My my parents are no longer alive. And it, it, it was very traumatic for me, you know, having to get through that. And you need your support system, especially your employer. And I remember when I lost my mother, you know, my employer was very supportive of me, you know, offering me anything that they wanted me to, to, to help out with me, you know, as I went through the grieving. And then you have a coach that just is, seems really impartial uh, to all of that. It made it sound like he's not tough because he's he, he lost a loved one like that. So that's unacceptable. I mean, because the NFL, you need to have that family environment. I always thought that that's the way it should be. And um, they can find somebody. They, I could probably coach that offensive line right now. That and I'm, you know, being facetious here. I'm kidding with you guys, but yeah, they could find somebody to fill that position, and it's going to be a hot job, and they'll fill it very quickly. Yeah, total jerk. And you know, I thought yeah. at first I was like, oh, let's get him for the Texans, but then I was like, uh, reading this story, and go, no, 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 thanks. Uh, hey, let's. I'm so excited about this, Brian, because we we got to fix. The Texans running backs. Uh, you ready to do this? Can we do this? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Let, let, let's start off by the first thing we need to do is who should be on the roster next year, if anybody. Uh, who would you keep? 
Who do you get rid of, Brian? I feel that we could get rid of Alfred Blue and we could get better production with some of the guys that are out there that I've I found. I think we actually could make a run at some of these guys that are still, you know, on the edge of their prime or right in the middle of it that are, you know, not number one backs, uh, but ones that could back up Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller, you know, there's just no way he's going anywhere right now. You, you got to go on and keep him. His production was tops uh, in the league this season. Yeah, when tops, it, it was good, but he gets injured. He's not durable. You know, if you want to spend $7 million on a, on a, what I think should be the number two running back, because I think you got to bring somebody in that either sharing duties or maybe willing to be number one. I'm not counting on Deontay Foreman next year. I can't because of the type of injury that he had. And I think it's going to be really important, Brian. And I'm interested to what you think about. I'm interested what you think about this. Uh, how early would you consider addressing running back in the draft? Because I feel like they need to address a running back in the draft at some point, uh, preferably in the third or fifth round. I would be willing to do that. I also want a blocking tight end. So if that if that guy's available in the third or fifth round, I would do it there. I, I don't think uh, you depend on uh, the free agent player. You, I don't think you depend on Deontay Foreman. And I definitely don't want to go on with Alfred Blue anymore. Would you want to address a running back in the draft along with free agency? I would. I would. I don't mind doing it. And uh, you talked to Troy. Uh, sorry, guys, I couldn't make it last night. But uh, yeah, Troy talked about, you know, this is the way you should do it uh, with Texas Cap, by the way, TexasCap.com. He proposed go and get that tackle first or the cornerback, you know, whoever is available, you know, draft based on need, but you need one of those two positions and you alternate as you go through the rounds. But when you get to round five, you need to go in and get that running back. So I'm with you in, in regard to getting him in the fifth round. I honestly don't think you need to go earlier because there's more, you know, precious needs that we need at at that position, cornerback in the secondary. But you, but you want to leave that option open in the third round because if somebody drops and and you're like, oh my god, this guy is the number one running back and he's he's dropped all the way to the third round, you you, you might want to consider it. You might. And that's a possibility. That's something that that the Texans would do. Um, I'm just not a fan of drafting running backs too early when you can let him fall a bit. But if, if, if like you said, the scenario of he, him being a number one back in the draft, and that's exactly what the Texas need, go for it. Um, you know, that's that's just something that's going to improve the team even more. Look what happened with Justin Reed, getting him early uh, in the third round with the very first pick that the Texas had this season. All right, I want to get to the free agents that are available. But before I do, just a quick reminder, if you want to see all of the shows on the Locked On Podcast Network, Check out our website, Locked On Podcast. That's with the plural with an S, LockedOnPodcast.com. You can click to see all the NFL shows, the NBA, Major League Baseball shows that we've got now, college, national fantasy, and draft shows. Again, it's LockedOnPodcast.com. All right, let's take a look at the free agent running backs available, Brian, because that's where we got to start. And I, I know you put together a top five and number one on everybody's list this offseason, I'm assuming the first name on your list, I don't even have to look at your list, Brian. I'm going to just play Karnak here. That's, by the way, old Johnny Carson reference, but because uh, yeah. I'm old. But uh, Le'Veon Bell might be number one. That is true. And it's interesting what the Texans could try to do. I mean, he technically is a free agent, but from what I understand, he can be traded for because the Steelers have the right to tag him. 
But I, what I don't understand is, you know, some of these proposals I've been reading, especially on Texas Wire, by the way, how can you tag a guy that, you know, that he no longer he didn't show up for practice? How is he going to be able to accept the tag unless he knows he's going to be traded to a destination of his choice? So there's a lot of things you could do with Le'Veon. It's a matter of if he wants to be here. We also talked about in the previous show, you know, personality fit. How is he going to fit with the Texans? Could he be a Bill O'Brien guy? Could he be a Texans guy? And all signs point to no. I would love to have him here, but could he fit? I'm dreaming of him, but yeah, I, I see the point. Um, I don't know what he was before this past year. All the issues that I heard were this past year. That's something that if I'm the Texans, you know, I, I could throw away this year because I, I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to save himself for free agency. He felt like the Steelers were just going to run him into the ground. And maybe he had spoken to them. Maybe he had heard something. I don't know, but He's only 25 years old. He had last year off. They, they did run him a lot. I think it was about 320 carries in 2017. But Brian, you know, when you look at his numbers, it was 4.3 yards per carry in 2017, but the previous two years, it was 4.9. It's, when you're not running him through the mud and, and making him have all those carries and working like crazy, uh, he could be really great. And he's an excellent pass catcher, fantastic blocker. He, he does everything. He's a three down guy. And what in the world could Deshaun Watson do with somebody like him to take the load off? And all of a sudden, you know, he makes your offensive line better. It, it, it's, it changes the whole perspective of the Texans offense with that guy. I tell you what, if, if the Texas somehow try to figure out how to pry Le'Veon Bell out of the way, uh, out of the Steelers, you know, whatever they decide to do with him, this team is going to the Super Bowl. That That's all there is to it. Or at least, at the very least. With cornerbacks and offensive linemen, and uh, you, you've got to go to the Super Bowl. I don't know. It's, there's a lot of stuff that they got to correct this offseason. It's, it's not that easy. I, I just don't you have know. have a strong running game, and then with Deshaun Watson, you have a dual threat, essentially, with both of those guys being able to use their legs. That is going to be hard to stop. You've got DeAndre Hopkins you hopefully will have a healthy uh, Will Fuller out there. Just too many weapons. Now, there's going to be some question marks at tight end, but if we're putting points up on the board, you know, averaging more than 30 points a game, and the defense is still giving, you know, what they have over the past couple of seasons, this year wasn't great, but uh, if they can get back to where they were a couple of seasons ago, hey, I, I think the sky's the limit for this team. But I've said that many times in the offseason, and it doesn't always quite work out that way, right? Yeah, I, I think that they've got some other holes to fill. Who's who's number two on your list? I've got uh, I've got C.J. Anderson on mine. I, I really, hopefully, yeah, I mean, it just depends on what the Rams, they are, what stock they have in Malcolm Brown. Um, C.J. Anderson has been doing great things for them right now, and then for the season, um, Pro Football Focus has him at a 76.6 overall. His rush grade is a 84.3. His fumble grade is a 85. He doesn't fumble that often. He's right up there with Lamar Miller, which has uh, an 80.3. And he run blocks. He's He, he has a 68.1 run block grade, which is about a point below uh, Lamar Miller. So yeah, I that's, guess that's kind of because he was in a little bit of a fullback role. You're, there's going to be no fullback in a Texans offense. So I don't know if that's necessarily a big deal for. 4.5 yards per carry, uh, not not a lot of carries, not a ton of mileage. And the big thing for me is he's a bowling ball. He breaks his own tackles. The offensive line doesn't have to make tackles 
you know, uh, make holes for him. He, he, he makes them himself. And that's what this team has needed for, for so much time here. And uh, I just honestly feel that in terms of age, fit, just his ability to, to work with this offense, something somebody more realistic in Le'Veon Bell, C.J. Anderson is, is somebody that Texas could actually go after uh, for free agency. Who's next on your list? Next on the list is none other than Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson was very productive this year. Uh, I, but I, I don't know. He's next on your list. I get it. But maybe you <laughs> like him. But we know the Texans don't like him. They had a chance. They could have gotten him. And he's a year older, a year more mileage. I, You know, it's it's nice, you know, for the Adrian Peterson family out there that you want him to come to Houston because they live here. But it's not happening. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, Brian. It's just not. The snaps that he had, he was tops among uh, the running backs. I believe he was in the top eight in terms of the snaps he took, you know, at running back. And his numbers were still very good, 76.8 overall. And his rushing grade was in the mid-70s. Doesn't fumble the ball too often. Uh, He's still productive. He's on my list, but yet he is the oldest uh, running back on the list. Yeah, that's another thing that age is is an issue uh, he's not very multidimensional. He's not quote unquote versatile, all this stuff that we know the Texans are looking for. Let's just go to the next one on the list. Cause I'm not, I'm not in agreement with you at all on him. Go, go to, go to the number three. <laughs> uh, the next one I've got, and this is depending on what this team feels about how, what, what, what they, he can do for them in the future. And, and I looked at Spencer Ware. How how much are they going to invest in him? You know, uh, Kareem Hunt was going to be your guy of the future. You're running back for a long time. You're talking about how much the Chiefs are going to be investing in him, right? That's correct. How much are they going to invest in him? Are they going to let him go test the market? Because, you know, he's had to step into the primary role because of what happened with Kareem Hunt, with him being cut. Um, he still, his production is way higher than Alfred Blue, but of course below Lamar Miller, 70.3 overall grade, 69.6 rushing grade. Um, he doesn't fumble the ball that often, uh, 84.4, one of the best fumble grades out of the running backs uh, this season. And his pass block grade is, you know, or not pass block, I'm sorry, run block grade is a 60.4 and it, it's, uh, you know, it's decent. Yeah, you keep giving run blocks grades. They need pass blockers. I don't know if... Uh... Uh, you know, if that's something that's in your numbers, but yeah, 4.6 yards per carry over four years, his legs should be fresh though, because only 340 total carries, uh, his yards per carry is great, but it's on a smaller amount of use. Uh, but he should have fresh. He's a young 27, but you know, he, he did have a major injury at one point in his career, but that that's over with. He he's looked good this year with the chiefs for sure. Uh, who's number we got, are we up to number five already? Yeah, we are at number, well, I, I have three we talked about, uh, but I've got two more guys that we could look at. Now, of course, I just want to mention, you know, Mark Ingram's going to be available. So is Latavius Murray, but we, we know that that's not going to be uh, any realm of a possibility. Those guys are going to be right where they're at. Hold on, hold on, hold on with those what do you two. Think? What do you think there? Tell uh, me what you think. Uh, Mark Ingram, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. Uh, he's coming yeah. off a four-game PED suspension this year. Yeah. Uh, he's 28 years old. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got a lot of, they're going to have to invest something at some point down the road in guess who uh, they, they got another running back. You might've heard about Brian, you know who I'm talking about. Are you talking about uh... talking about the workhorse guy for the saints? Who's the, who's the man? 
Who's the who's the most explosive oh, guy oh, for the Alvin Saints? Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They get, they're going to have to. He, he's he's still there with them. So uh, you know he's not a young guy, uh, Mark Ingram. But you know, eight years in the NFL, not not a ton of rushing attempts. So that he's got some mileage left on him. Thirteen hundred rushing attempts over eight years. Solid pass blocker. You know, I, I won't throw him out, and I'm not going to throw out Latavius Murray because uh, he's still their number two guy, and maybe he wants to be number one, and maybe the Texans say, hey, you can be number one here. Uh, 4.1 yards per carry over five years. Not fantastic, but not bad. Uh, 900 total carries uh, over that time. Uh, he's, eh, not again, it's not terrible, but he's already got, he's already picked up some carries at 28 years old. Really good pass blocker, though. I like him a lot. I would definitely consider him, and I'm not sure the Vikings hold on to him, but we'll see. Who, who else did you have on your list? Oh, well, we'll go over the last two uh, pretty much uh, quickly here. Yeah, uh, I don't know if Bilal Powell jumps off the charts for you, or even Marshawn Lynch. He's a free agent. He's Big old. Name. He's old though. <laughs> He's old. He's 32. He's 32. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want somebody that. Oh, it's a year stopgap. I would like to get somebody that could be. Capable of being a bell cow if Lamar Miller goes down or Deontay Foreman isn't ready or the rookie isn't ready that you're bringing in. I, you know, that these Adrian Peterson, these guys that are in their 30s, it's, it's typically not been good for running backs. I'm gonna, uh, Brian, I tell you what, I'm gonna throw you a couple of names or at least one name, no, two names. I've got two names on my list that you haven't mentioned, but first, just a reminder if you love the show, uh, let people know we've added a new way for you to be a part of the conversation. Just call 903-265-9629 if you want to uh, voice your opinion. If you've got a question, you can also, again, as always, try us at LockedOnTexansAtMail.com. That's LockedOnTexansAtMail.com for questions or comments. Okay, Brian, I got two more guys for you. You ready for these? I'm ready, as ready as I can be. All right. How about Jay Ajay, Eagles? I had him on my edge. I had him on the edge, but I crossed him out when I when I saw a few other names. So, so what what do you have on them? Twenty five <laughs> years old. You know, he had the torn ACL last season. He's going to be recovering uh-huh. from that. Four point five yards per carry over the course of his career. One concern: not the best pass blocker in the world, but I think he could be had for cheap because of because he's coming off the injury. And ACL, we've seen, you know, we saw Deshaun come back from the ACL and, you know, he, he looked like he was pretty running pretty good by, you know, just a few games into the season. I think a Jai's injury was earlier in the season, if I remember correctly. So the other, the other guy on my list is Tevin Coleman from the Falcons. Hmm. He wants to stay in Atlanta, he says, but uh, he's 25 years old, 4.4 yards per carry, uh, really good yards per carry, not a lot of tread on the tire, just 130 carries per year over the four years that he's been in Atlanta. Decent pass blocker. Uh, Not my ideal guy, but I think, again, there might be some value in him. I think him and Mark Ingram, uh, those are, Ajay Ajay, those could be real value guys. Spencer Ware, I'm just wondering. I thought that was a great one by you, but I'm just wondering, like you said, if the Chiefs, you know, I don't, I don't know if they have a whole lot of options, so they they might want to just hold on to him for now. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, I don't know about you. I don't think Kareem is coming back 
I mean, I think that door closed. No, no, it's 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 slammed shut, and somebody's going to sign him. It's just a matter of when that's going to happen. Whether he's going to have to sit out a season uh, for this stuff to, to you know to and and I'm not saying stuff because this is it's very serious business about uh, the, the abuse and everything. I'm just saying that when a team feels that it's time for them to you know you know, upgrade their position and use Kareem Hunt to do it. It's, it's likely going to happen. And we haven't heard anything from him, have we? I mean, he has gone into oblivion. Like he has gone into, is he in the witness protection program? I don't know where he's at. Well, hopefully he's getting help. I mean, yeah. And that's the most important thing. That's very true. Cause no, no, no excuse for behavior like that on a woman. I, you, you, you have to, you definitely have to uh, keep your emotions, stay cool and, Walk away. <laughs> it's unlikely, I think, that he jumps back in the NFL soon, maybe after a year. He's going to have to show some contrition. He's going to have to prove that he got some help, and then maybe he gets back in the league. And, you know, it, it, this is this is something that, you know, I, I feel you can get better from. You can change as a person. And, you know, let's hope that he does. But, I mean, if you look at this whole group of running backs – you got a lot of guys that I think could really be an upgrade over what the Texans have. You know, a Latavius Murray, obviously, Mark Ingram, uh, even a Tevin Coleman. Uh, all these guys, you know, could could really help. We mentioned C.J. Anderson a couple of times over the last uh, few shows. But, boy, Le'Veon Bell would be nice. <laughs> That's the ultimate prize because uh, uh, the Texans are going – uh, you know, the sky's the limit, a crazy amount of destinations. Next year's schedule won't see so da- won't be so daunting if you have Le'Veon Bell uh, in the fold. And and let me tell you, Texas football is going to be extremely uh, fun to watch. It was watchable at moments this season, as you know, but there was just moments with the offense where nothing could get done. And Deshaun Watson, you know he was trying, but yeah, it's just all a matter of, you know, what the game plan is and and who's calling the plays and and hopefully that changes next season but as you know it's probably not going to happen you know Texas cap talked about it he said he's probably going to bring in uh you know if if there's going to be a coordinator it's going to be Sean Ryan uh helping him call the plays they're not going to bring somebody else in they would only do it like you know somebody to replace Sean Ryan where he's at now not to help out like an offensive guru or something uh, but I would sure like a different set of eyes to look under the hood but we know Bill O'Brien that's not going to happen because he does not want to get shown up other names out there I mean I just I'll throw them out you know you got a, Amir Abdullah from Minnesota you got TJ oh, yeah. TJ Yeldon from Jacksonville no you could do better with Alfred Blue <laughs> like Garrett Blunt uh Peyton Barber, who's well, he's restricted. Alex Collins from Baltimore, Benning Cunningham from Chicago, uh, Alfred Morris, San Francisco, Ty Montgomery, Baltimore. I mean, just a lot of these guys feel like they're just names. the The one guy that maybe they would be interested in is Darren Sproles because he can return punts. That depends on where the Eagles are at with him. If if he's available, I'll take him. He also may or may not be retiring from. That's yeah. another possibility yeah. with him but yeah uh yeah those are some of the names out there uh think about it let us know what you think email us please email us we'd love to hear from you uh we'll definitely throw it in in our next podcast uh don't forget locked on texans.com house of 
and the Houston Sports Talk podcast. That's how you can stay connected with us through all of those ways. That's all we got for this one. Thanks for making us a part of your week. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.